welcome to the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. This podcast is devoted to helping increase your daily exposure to God's Word with a short scripture reading and brief commentary on key ideas, themes, and theology in each chapter. Now please join your host, Dave Jenkins, for today's episode. Well, welcome back to the Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. My name is Dave, and today is January 5th, and today we're going to read from uh, Genesis 5. The format uh, for this show is this. Uh, every day I read the Bible, every, every day, and then I offer a brief explanation of key ideas, themes, and theology briefly. My goal here is to get you into God's Word 5 to 20 minutes every day. So let's do our reading today from Genesis 5. Genesis 5 says this, This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. And when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had uh, other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And when Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years, and and he died. And when Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Kenan. Enosh lived after he fathered Kenan 850 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. And when Kenan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahaliel. And Kenan lived after he fathered Mahaliel 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he died. Mahaliel had lived 65 years. He fathered Jared. Mahal lived after he fathered Jared 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahaliel were 895 years, and he died. And when Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. And when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. And thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And when Methuselah had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived for, after he fathered Lamech 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. And when Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and, and called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Lamech lived after he fathered Noah uh, 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. After Noah was 500 years old, Noah fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So in this section of Genesis, starting at uh, verse 1, going through verse 32, which we just read, 
after a brief introduction which echoes elements of Genesis 1. What this chapter shows us, and it follows a particular line of descendants from Adam to Noah. Uh, the chapter layout is dominated by a distinctive literary structure that is repeated for each of the, those specifically mentioned in each generation. The pattern is this. When A had lived X years, he fathered B. A lived Y years after he fathered B and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of A were Z years, after which he died. And since the word fathered in a genealogy can mean fathered an ancestor of it, it is possible that this genealogy skips any number of uh, generations. Certainly, the literary convention allow for this. That omissions do actually occur uh, appears from the pairing of the genealogy of Moses in Exodus 6, 16-20 with that of Joshua in 1 Chronicles 7, 23-27. So undoubtedly, the genealogy for Moses has been compressed. At, at three points in Genesis 5, 3 through 31, the pattern is briefly broken to introduce additional information involving Adam through Seth, Enoch, and Lamech through Noah. And one of the most striking aspects of the passage is the great age of the first people in Genesis. And given that the lifespan of people today, at, at, at least since the flood, is much shorter than the lifespan of those listed from Adam to Noah, the question is often raised as to whether the remarkable longevity of these patriarchs, as given in Genesis 5, 1 through 32, should be taken at face value or whether their longevity has some other explanation. Well, some have suggested that the, the figures should be understood as symbolic, meaning they should be related to various astronomical periods or that the numbers are encoded with some unknown honorary significance or that the figures were calculated by differing numeric method. No such writer has offered a more convincing alternative explanation and none of the alternatives can be substantiated with any certainty. And so the traditional understanding is that numbers should be taken at face value, often assuming something changed in the cosmology of the earth or in the physiology of humans, or both after the flood resulting in the rapid decline in longevity, finally stabilizing at a normal lifespan in the range of 70 to 80 years. In any case, one clear implication of these genealogies is that these people actually lived in real time and place regardless of how long, and they did actually die. Now, this is significant because that understanding impacts our understanding of whether we should take Genesis literally, meaning it means what it means, because there are people out there today, and you may have read them, read them on the internet, and they'll say, you know what, Adam was never a real person. Uh, he wasn't a real person. He's a figurative person. He's a figurative head, or we shouldn't read Genesis literally, meaning that, that Genesis doesn't mean what it says about Adam. And so, you know, that, that's a whole nother matter for another discussion. But what we see here, but by the very inclusion of these lists, that these people actually lived in real history, and Moses is recording that real history to show the line of Adam and that these people actually really lived and they really died. Now, in verses 1 through 2 of this chapter of Genesis 2, the heading that introduces uh, Genesis 5, 1 through 6, 2, it differs from all others by referring to a book. 
And this was probably something like a clay table that preserved the context of, of this section from Genesis 5, 1 through 21, and possibly Genesis 11, 10 through 26. Although here the pattern is somewhat abbreviated. The book is named after Adam. The, the same Hebrew word is also translated in, in uh, Genesis 5.1 by man in Genesis 5.2 by man. And this reflects the fact that the Hebrew Adam may function as a proper name, as a proper noun denoting a male individual and a generic noun denoting male and female human beings. The mention of the likeness of God, it takes us back to Genesis 1.27. And in verses uh, 3 through 5 of Genesis 5, the linear list of descendants, it begins with Adam and then proceeds to name his son Seth. At Genesis 4.25, it records Seth is Adam's third-born son. This line is presented as an offering, as an alternative to the line of the seven generations listed in uh, linked to Cain in Genesis 4.17-18. But whereas Cain's line leads to a killer in the seventh generation, the comparable generation in Seth's line produces Enoch, who walked with God and did not die. Father or son in his own likeness after his own image. It means from the normal pattern of genealogy, the phrase fathered Seth would be expected here. And the additional material, it introduces the idea that Seth resembles Adam, while this means that Seth is made like Adam in the divine image, it also suggests he images his father as well. And Seth's line is portrayed more positively than that of Cain. In Genesis 5, 22-24, the usual pattern of the genealogy is altered with the, uh, subs- uh, with the expression, Enoch walked with God. This is then developed further in verse 24 with the expected phrase, and he died, which is replaced by the comment, and he was not, for God took him. And in this passage and in other contexts in Genesis, like Genesis 3, uh, 8, Genesis uh, 6, 9, Genesis 17, 1, Genesis 24, 40, and Genesis 48, 15. The Hebrew word for walk is a distinctive form that conveys the sense of an ongoing intimacy with God. This is remarkable because of this special relationship that Enoch does not die. The narrator's desire to highlight this fact may explain why the present uh, genealogy, unlike the one in Genesis 11, 10 through 26, regularly mentions that X died. Now, in Genesis uh, 5:27, according to the dates given, it's possible to conclude that Methuselah died in the year of the flood. In Genesis 5.28-31, the genealogical pattern is disrupted by the inclusion of Lamech's explanation for the name Noah. And so Lamech's comments on the name Noah, which strictly speaking means rest, introduces the related concept of comfort. Lamech expects that Noah will bring both rest and comfort from the painful toil of working the soil. Now, Lamech's 777 years, it provides an interesting point of contact with his namesake in Genesis 4, 18 through 24, and the 77-fold vengeance. Now, in verse 32 uh, of this verse, it gives the impression of continuing the genealogical pattern used in verses 3 through 31 at the naming of the three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. It brings the list to an end. A similar ending draws to a conclusion, the genealogy of Shem in eleven ten through 26. Now, as we close today, I don't have any real questions, although I will ask the usual question. What stood out to you in your reading of this text? Now, the reason that uh, sometimes I'm going to explain some things, the reason that I ask that question uh, of you 
is I want you to know what stood out because there might be things that you want to study further. There might be things that do stand out in every uh, chapter that we read. Uh, may, and maybe there's something that, you know, I didn't explain. Uh, again, I'm, I'm trying to, just to clarify, I'm trying to keep this fairly brief for you. But I want to say a few thoughts about genealogies because you might even skip over these in your own reading. Um, and so you might have never actually read these genealogies. You might not know why they're here. And, and the reason is, is, is to give us a list, as I mentioned, of real people who really lived in real history and to tell us, hey, this is a little bit about them. You know, like we see within it, he walked with God. It describes what they did, who they were. And isn't that actually the most interesting thing of all? That the Bible would give us, yes, these lists. But beyond that, it describes real people who really lived. They had these people that are mentioned in this, they had real struggles like you and I. They were ordinary people and they're record and yet they're recorded under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in the in the Bible for us so that we can know about what they did, how they lived. And and that in that way, these stories are incredibly encouraging because what they do is they help us. They help us in this walk of faith, not only to see, hey, other people have had real struggles, real burdens, real pains, real suffering. And and we're talking about here even post-fall, the many of these people. We're talking about the period of time that is after the fall now. And that's the world in which you and I live. We need this kind of encouragement today. And so don't skip over these lists. They're, they're all over the Bible. We're going we're gonna to talk about them. And, and I'll probably bring this up again at some point because, um, you know, I, I, I think that we need to be reminded. Don't skip over these things. Use these lists instead to see, hey, this is how these people lived. They really lived. Uh, and, and they really had uh, various struggles in between the time when they were born and when they died. And, and we're not talking about the struggles that they had, but they lived in, in, they lived in a period of time in a real history. You know, we ourselves have real struggles and real hurts and real pains. And so when we read these lists in, in the Bible, we can be reminded of that these are real people. They really lived. They really died. And in between their being born and when they died, they had the same trials, the same suffering, the same pain, the same issues, although different than we do today. And yet in God's kind providence and in his goodness, he allowed these people to be put in this list, in this part of the Bible, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to show us, yes, like men like Enoch, he walked with God. We know we'll look at that more in Hebrews 11 and as we go along in, in Genesis. But here's the thing. Are you walking with God today? Are you just, you know, maybe even just listening to this podcast and you're taking in the, the information? But but God doesn't want you, the Lord doesn't want you just to fill your mind with the Bible and, and check this off every day. How are you going to take what you're hearing as you're hearing the word, as you're hearing it explained? How are you, how's that changing your life? 
And then how is that change of life going to lead in your own life? How's that going to, how's that going to work itself out in the, in the job that you have, in the vocation that you have, in the, in the, in your home life, in your relationship with one another in, in the local church and, and in your workplace and on and on. Be thinking about that because like lists, as you read this, it should get you to think, hey, yeah, I am not going to maybe live as long as this person, but the Lord knows the length of our days and he knows the time in which, you know, we're going to go be with the Lord. Um, And this should remind us that uh, all of our days are ordered by the Lord who knows the length of our days. He knows the hairs on our head and he knows the real struggles and the real pains that uh, we're going through. And yet he longs for us to know him and he longs for us to grow in his grace. So I want to thank you for listening today or watching uh, this episode of the Reading Bible Daily with Dave podcast. Today is January 5th. Until tomorrow, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Reading the Bible Daily with Dave podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to also like, subscribe, or follow Servants of Grace on Facebook, Instagram, X, or YouTube. We appreciate your support.